Hi there, I'm Becky Hammond, founder and strengths maven over at Isogo and isogostrong.com. You know, you already know that relationships are hard. So make them easier with your strengths. And welcome to the Isogo TV video and audio podcast. Here on Isogo TV, you get the opportunity to fuel family connection and work energy by focusing in on your strengths instead of fixating on your weakness. And today you are joining us for episode 88, right toward the end of our season four interview series, all about using strengths. Here, leaders, coaches, parents, spouses, regular people are talking about what happens in their lives when they truly begin using and harnessing the strongest things about them. And it could be in their work or their marriages or their parenting and really beyond. And today's guest is Sierra Tyler. And you guys, she has this presence that you're just gonna notice right away. And I think love right away, I certainly did. And as you'll pick up on quickly, Sierra is known for just a bright smile, an outgoing personality, and she's also a strong professional who is 22 years young. And she's already being able to make a unique imprint on the people around her and the people that she gets to impact. And when she's not at work doing sales and marketing, she enjoys exercising and spending time with friends. Plus, she loves writing and speaking and encouraging others. She really seeks to inspire her audience to lead a purpose-driven life, focusing in on their strengths and their gifts. And what's unique about Sierra is that she has been living the strengths perspective for almost half her life already. I, because of the house that she grew up in, she had the chance to discover her strengths in her formative and, and as you'll see, her fiery junior high years. And it, it really changed everything about the trajectory of her life and how she experienced her own growth through her teenage years. It, she tells a story that, that we can all not only learn from personally, but also then be inspired to take action with the teens and the tweens that are in our lives. So let's dive into this conversation with Sierra Tyler. All right, hello Sierra. Nice to have you today. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. I, you know, we, you and I first um, got introduced just a what was that like a month ago a little over a month ago when uh you attended the uh part of the gallup summer or at least you were in omaha for um, a coaches meetup and i got to hear you speak about the way that your strengths have um about understanding your strengths has impacted not only your life but your relationship with your parents and your parents relationship with you and um you know i'm gonna I, i'm gonna just like uh I don't know, jump the gun or something probably and say, you know, you're 22 years old and you are doing things that I could never have even imagined. I was just talking to another colleague that he was like, yeah, I was like bumping around and bumping into things still when I was 22. So um, I just, I was not only impressed, but just really ex um, excited to get to know um, who you are and through, uh, through your story and then get to have other people be able to hear that as well. And then hopefully even inspire young people who um, would have the chance to, to learn from 
um, from your story of before and after strength. So, so thanks for agreeing to be on here today. <laughs> I'm excited to share my story. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Um, all right. So why don't you just, um, jump right in and tell us a little bit about yourself. Let everyone give everyone a picture about who you are, what's your family like, what you do for work, and then we'll go from there. Perfect. So, um, like you already said, I'm Sierra. I'm 22 and I'm married. I got married when I was 20. So we've been married for two years. Um, I have a fur baby, (laughs) Sandy. I consider myself a dog mom for sure. Um, but something that's kind of unique to me in my upbringing, uh, was that I have seven, seven, seven siblings. And so growing up in a household with six other roommates, I guess you could say, or housemates, they're all so different than you, um, was pretty chaotic. (laughs) You can imagine the sibling rivalry, the the fights, the chaos. Um, But what made my childhood so unique was that my parents um, chose to focus on our strengths instead of our weaknesses. Hmm. And in doing that and in making that parenting shift, it really changed the culture of our home. So uh, Hmm. that's something really unique to my family and to my childhood. Um, and then now in adult life, I am working in sales and marketing for a software company. That's my day job. Cool. Um, but my passion projects, what I love to do is um, blogging, podcasting, like what I'm doing right now, um, in public speaking, yeah. uh, which comes a lot out of just my strengths and growing up, knowing my strengths, just pursuing things that make me feel strong. So those are some some stuff about me. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. I love it. I love how it gives this like picture of where you've come from and where you are and kind of where you're headed as well. Um, so for those of us out there who are familiar with the Clifton Strengths, what are your top five strengths? My top five strengths are competition, activator, communication, strategic, and achiever. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, for those of us who know anything about any of those strengths, we can already see it just in your one little description of yourself, right? Like all those things are so woven into your fabric already. And so I'm excited that we get to explore that today. All right. Well, let's, um, let's dive into your story a little bit um, to get an idea of what life um, and your situation and kind of what you were thinking about, even as um, an adolescent, mm-hmm. um, was like before you discovered the strengths perspective and then kind of we'll journey through our conversation together of what it has looked like since then. Um, so, you know, when you first came across the strengths perspective, what, what were you doing? What were you thinking about most of the time? And, um, then we'll just kind of go from there. Yeah. So I came across, um, the strengths perspective from my dad. Uh, my dad was a strengths coach, um, he was a business coach my whole life, but then got certified okay. as a Gallup Strengths coach when I was in the middle school time. Um, and it became a part of his language, the way he spoke, it became a part of his whole life. Um, so he had my older siblings who were in high school at the time take the assessment and I felt left out. <laughs> so I know I'm only in middle school, but can I please take the assessment? So I took the assessment in middle school and my top five, I've retaken it since I've been an adult. My top five at the time were competition, command, communication, strategic focus. So when my dad got this report, he was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Cow. (laughs) No wonder. (laughs) And um, what you mentioned what I was doing at the time. So at the time, um, I had been homeschooled K Mm -hmm. through sixth. uh, Yeah, K through sixth grade. Okay. So middle school was my very first time ever going to public school. Wow. And being in a public school setting and being around 
other students with different backgrounds. And because my only social life was at church and um, in my extracurricular activities. So I was in like a whole new world. Totally. Trying to figure it all out. And what I remember was in an eighth grade, I was doing track and field and I was doing um, student government hmm. in middle school. And those two activities um, stretched and challenged me because I was with boys and girls. Both of those were co-ed sports. And I was with people from all different backgrounds and upbringings with different views. And especially in that leadership role, um, I was in charge of planning all the school dances. And oh I remember I was, I mean, I'm a like strategic, like, okay, like I'm a planner, but then at the same time with all my other strengths, I'm like making to-do lists, making delegating lists, like everything <laughs> months in advance. Um, and that command, when I was younger, I was, the label that was placed on me was that I was bossy, that I was um, a motor mouth, I, I could not stop talking, <laughs> and I was a force to be reckoned with if you told me no. I would find a way to make it possible <laughs> or, or argue my way to make it a yes. And so in that situation, I butted heads with a lot of the boys on the leadership team hmm. to the point where one day I'm, we're planning the school dance and I'm stressed because they aren't doing what I told them to do. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> the plan is here, people. I need this. And I was so organized. Mind you, I'm like 13. <laughs> and I was like, I need this done by this time. This needs to be up. This, da, 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 da. I became like the little commander. And the boys, it's lunchtime now. And the boys come over and they start throwing their food at me. Oh, my goodness. Like their potatoes, their chicken, and they're like, "Stop telling us what to do! You're bossy. We quit. We're not working for you." And I'm like, <laughs> "What?" So I start crying. I call my mom and dad. I'm like torn apart, and I still need to make sure this dance happens. And I just remember it was an amazing, teachable moment for me hmm. at a really young age, uh, learning what it means to be a servant leader learning what it means to be a leader that listens, but also asks people what to do instead of tells them what to do. Hmm. And it also really helped me learn how to communicate in a way that was um, effective instead mm. of um, falling on deaf ears. Yes. So that situation was a defining moment for me hmm. uh, in my leadership journey, but also in my strengths journey where I really learned how quickly I can use my strengths in the basement, which mm -hmm. I know that's kind of strengths term, but using all the strengths I have in negative ways. Right. And my dad began to work with me and talk with me on how to use the strengths in the balcony and use them for good. And mm -hmm. that was um, a really big defining moment for me at a really young age. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, thank goodness it happened at the at the eighth grade lunchroom instead of, you know, 10 years, a decade later when you're sitting in the boardroom or something, you know, I mean, that is what a gift that is not at the time, totally humiliating and, um, devastating, but yet I'm sure now, you know, a decade later, you're like, whew, now I've had a decade to think about that. So I'm now you're soaring in what you're doing, right? In a different way, at least you're using those things in a different way. So at that point, when you've had this kind of defining moment, had you already discovered your strengths? Had you already started to put language around what your strengths were or was that yet to come? 
at that point I had taken the assessment, but I hadn't um, started to develop them. And mm -hmm. just, at that point they were just raw, raw talent, uh, a label that I heard of, but I had no idea how to develop that into the genius zone, I guess it would be what yeah. I would say, but into an actual strength. So at that point it was, I know I have this in me, um, but I don't know what it means. And so over um, the course of that time period, you know, in that elementary school, middle school time when I didn't really know how to make those into strengths, um, I also felt like at home, it was like World War Three a lot of the time mm. with all of our different personalities because there was seven of us under one roof. So it was oftentimes we all felt a little misunderstood or misguided when we'd get thrown into doing activities just because the other sibling was doing it. Right. Or our parents would yell at me for behaving in a way that I thought came natural to me, like right. our or right. Um, right. the persistence. Um, <laughs> All these, yeah, exactly. My persistence is a talent, I promise. <laughs> and so things like that, um, which then um, later I was able to understand how I was using them wrong and how to transform that and how to begin to be more self-aware and realize when I was using that in the basement instead of the balcony. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure there are parents listening to this and hopefully uh, young adults and teenagers, te teenagers listening to this as well. So I think they both will have different questions for you, right? Like the parents are like, Oh my gosh, how can I get my kid to have like an understanding of how they're coming across and what their contribution to our frustrations might be. Um, and then their kids like, okay, well tell me like, how did this really help you? So let's kind of talk to the parents a little bit first. Um, what did that look like in your house as you were um, developing your talents into strengths and trying to figure out what that looks like to, you know, move beyond that, you know, your defining moment, that kind of teachable moment to then being able to use those uh, strong strengths for good instead of to frustrate people and make boys throw potatoes at you. <laughs> right? So what that looked like for me was, um, first of all, my parents becoming aware of hmm. uh, my gifts and strengths. And what that looked like, obviously, is just taking the assessment. Right. But then also what I realized was that it's not enough merely for the parent and the child to just be aware hmm. of the because what happens is, is then it just gets pushed off to the side. It's like, okay, that's who you are. That's cool. That's what the assessment says. Right. But what has to happen is that that relation, that parent-child relationship, has to be focused and geared on. Okay, let's focus on what you're good at instead of what you're bad at, and let's focus on taking um, this raw you and developing it into true gifts, true talents. And what that looked like um, for mine and my parents' relationship, yeah, was. Um, they would ask me, you know, how was your day or um, what, what today made you feel strong? Questions to um, elicit me to explain what went good and what went bad. And from there, from having that open line of communication with my parents, they were able to always draw back to, okay, you have a gift and a natural tendency to be a commanding presence. Hmm. But with this charisma, let's harness it towards being positive mm. and being optimistic and being inspiring mm. instead of, you know, commanding and bossy and rude. Right. And so it was just learning how to um, see the good and the bad and focus it and harness it and turn my attention towards, okay, let's use this for good. Yeah. 
it especially came handy when it came time in high school to pick extracurriculars. Hmm. Okay. Those kind of follow you to college and sometimes after college, especially when you're building that resume or you're looking to get a scholarship. So for me, it became clear um, by freshman year that I wasn't going to get a track scholarship. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm not the fastest runner out here and I'm competition is number one. So when I'm not winning first place, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I, I quickly learned, wow, there's some really fast people out here this <laughs> for a couple years, but nope, I need to find something that I'm going to win at. And my parents knew I'm a very competitive person in every aspect of my life. So it came time to reevaluate extracurricular activities. Right. So what I decided to go into was things that um, had performing, like performing arts, but also mm. um, speech competitions, uh, speech and debate, mock trials, so I could start to develop those communication skills that my parents knew that I had. Right. So what happened with that was um, I started to step into taking on um, speaking engagements and mm. speech, speaking competitions. And I would actually work with my parents and practice my speeches with them. <laughs> and it became a really, really awesome way for me to develop that communication um, strength yeah. at a young age. And I feel like if I didn't know that I had literally communication as a strength or competition and understood how right. my works with competition, I probably would have stayed in track and just felt like a loser. Honestly, mm, yeah, <laughs> just what I thought. Oh, I just, this is a sport I started doing. I think I just stay with this. Yes. Uh, and just kind of felt defeated in that, but right. being able to realize I'm actually really good at this thing and I could make this awesome and be awesome at this. Mm. And so my parents helping me understand that and realize that and gear me towards activities that made me feel strong and develop my strengths was huge. Yeah. And giving you the freedom, it sounds like, to be able to make some mid-course corrections. I mean, I think as parents, <clears throat> sometimes it's hard when we say, you know, our kids want to quit something, right? And it's like, no, no, let's like, well, we don't quit things. We, you know, we persevere and we persist and we, you know, continue what we started. Um, but being able to have a lens for, well, when is it okay to stop one activity and move to another? Um, and then to give you not only input, but tools to be able to decide what is it that's really going to fuel you? What is it that you're really going to succeed in? Um, I just love that picture of, of what they were able to, to start to foster in you in terms of looking for strength in yourself. And then I imagine looking for strengths in others as well. Right. Yeah. And the whole looking in strengths in others, um, because I learned my strengths when I was really young, I had a big picture of all the strengths. This at my house, um, all of our sibling strengths were listed down the hallway. <laughs> I love it. So I had a good understanding of all the different strengths and how they worked in people. And we would do um, like strengths night where we all talk about our strengths uh -huh. and felt strong. So it made me really aware of strengths in other people. And what happened was is by senior year, I was the captain of my mock trial team and I was the associated student body president. So I had people under me at this point in my life, two teams, but ASB had 40 students under me and mock trial had like 35. So it was like a, that's was, a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. There <laughs> were lots of, lots of people, lots of different talents and strengths. And um, because they, we were tasked with getting things done with in leadership, but also in mock trial winning, I, 
I had to be able to see the gifts and talents in other people to effectively delegate and mm. to effectively communicate. And I, that's when I started noticing other people's gifts. Mm. Like, wow, you're really good at this. I think you should take on this activity mm. or handle this prep for this event. Um, so that was huge for me, um, mm. being able to step into seeing the strengths in other people. Yeah. Yeah. And realizing uh, like, not only do you need to spot them, but then you can encourage them, uplift them. I can't imagine how it, even more influential you were by calling out the good things in them, by encouraging people and what they are, what they do well. I mean, because most people don't grow up in a house where people have their strengths on the, in the hallway, right? And so they're not constantly having people say to them, wow, I see this brilliant thing in you. Maybe that means you should do X, Y, and Z. Um, and if you're right, that that is a brilliant thing in them, then that XYZ thing that you've said maybe they would want to do, they're going to be like, yeah, I'd love to do that, right? Like, so there's less resistance, more influence. Um, and then of course, just winning favor by, by affirming people and recognizing people for who they are. Right. So that was big. <laughs> yeah. Really, really big. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to, uh, to mobilize teams of 40 to do things that, you know, most high schools probably have trouble doing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I want to hear a little bit about what, what was it like? I, there had to have been, well, well, maybe there wasn't, but in my mind, I can imagine there had to have been a, a little bit of a struggle along the way to, um, you know, like when your parents are giving you feedback mm -hmm. about like, well, maybe you sh could use your command to not be bossy, you know, like w what types of initial defenses did you have that kind of went up or, or did you, what was your initial reaction to that type of feedback um, before you got to the place of like, yeah, I see how I can use this for like beautiful, good influence in, other, in people's lives. The biggest pushback for me was that um, I really want to be liked by other, I woo is number six. So I really want to win everyone over. Mm. And so whenever I, I was confronted with people not liking me or saying mean things to me or, you know what I mean? That happens yeah. when you're in leadership. Someone's right. going to disagree with you. Yep. Um, so when I take it to my parents, they wouldn't side with me automatically. Mm. I was like, you're my parents. You're supposed to be on my side. <laughs> like, and so that was hard for me at first when they're challenging me, well, what did you do? What do you mean? What did I do? Did you see what they did? Did you hear what they said? There were potatoes. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> my head. So hmm. that was definitely, um, I, it helped me grow my maturity because I, my parents weren't going, Oh yeah, they're terrible. You're uh, right. We need to call their parents. We need to go to the school. It was okay. What did you do? What role did you play in this outcome? Hmm. It helped me see that side of things and what, what could you have done differently to have prevented that from happening? And that opened my eyes, but at the same time was hard to hear, yeah. you know, when you just want your parents to, you're right. I can't be on your side and like be that place you can just run to and say, see, don't you agree with me? <laughs> right. Uh, that is. So that process then, like, so after a while you had to have learned that they weren't necessarily going to just back, back immediately take your side. They were going to ask you questions and they were going to realize, um, you know, that everyone has, there's two sides to every story. Um, how, how long did that take before you really were, you realized like, okay, yeah. Like where you could, where you could then self coach 
you know, where you could come back to yourself and say, okay, now I've just had this experience. I'm, I'm hurt by this, this frustrating experience. How long did it take before you could jump in yourself and say, ah, I see my part in this now by overplaying or underplaying my strengths? So for me, it was always kind of a give and take. I would like to say that by the middle of senior year in high school, I kind of had it down. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> At the beginning of senior year in high school, all of the new leadership positions I was in um, stretched me and challenged mm -hmm. me. And I was trying to figure out my team and how to work with my new advisors and kind of what my role was and how I was, how I, what kind of a leader I wanted to be. Right. And my parents um, helped me out a lot. And then I feel like as the training wheels kind of came off and I was like, okay, and I kind of became more self-assured in what I was doing, um, I started to realize, oh, that was my fault. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I could have done, I could have said that differently. Oh. And it was humbling. And, and now, I, I mean, no one's perfect. I would say I definitely try to revert back to, okay, what did I do to, to make yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm glad that I learned that then um, so that now in the workforce, in my marriage, um, in friendships, mm. um, school, and in, even in college, I was in student government. So <sighs> in situations like that, I could go, okay, um, how could that have played out differently? Or how did this happen? How did yeah. we get here? So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. I mean, and I feel like that's something that I imagine most of your friends really weren't doing or thinking about or walking through um, because it's not its not the natural thing that we are, we're trained to do. We're trained to uh, look for our weaknesses. What are the things that we're not doing well on? And let's try to fix those things. Um, and certainly we're not saying, what was my part in this? You know, especially as a senior in high school, what was my part in this? We're saying, no, what what has been done to me and then what am I going to do in re in, in response to that? Right, so, right. Um, what a gift that you, that you had in that. And that, that was definitely a pivotal part in my strengths developing journey and realizing, um, being, I would just say be more self-aware. So, wow, today I felt so strong when I was able to speak to the student body at that assembly. That was energizing. And then, oh, today in my math class, I had no idea what. I <laughs> it was just realizing that you're not good at everything, and that's okay. Right. Um, so I may be really good at this, and I may be having to um, study a little harder in math class. So, yeah. um, and be okay with not being the winner in in math, right? Yeah. Like, there's going to be yes. certain areas where you're going to be number one, and that's going to be really important to you. And then there's going to be certain areas that you still have to do. But even though you, even though you have competition as as number one, but you're not going to be the best. Yes, yeah. and that was. Uh, what I love when you read like the description of competition, it says like you avoid things that you know you're not good at. I did that at all costs. I don't know how, but junior year in high school, I talked my way out of math class. <laughs> I have to take math junior year. I seriously did. I don't know what I, I mean. That was probably like a combination of all my strengths. All yeah, I was going to say, there's some talent going on right there. Like, how did you do that? <laughs> you don't have to take math anymore? I was like, nope, I get to be a TA instead. Because uh, <laughs> I'm so good at, at math, I can grade papers instead. Uh, so what was so funny was that that was like, that came, that came to fruition in competition. I was like, I'm just, this is a losing battle, me and Matt. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So then we've talked to the parents a little bit. Now talk to, talk to students, talk to high schoolers. So how did knowing your strengths then set you up for success as you went into college and chose your career, the direction that you're going to go? Um, how do you think that that provided a foundation for you? And maybe what's an example of kind of what that looked like as you were pursuing your strengths in your next steps after high school? Yeah. So, um, in speaking to someone who's a young adult or a teenager, you have dreams, you have ambitions, you have passions inside of you. And I'm a Christian, so in my mind, God gave you those gifts and talents to pursue a calling, right? Mm. And that's so, that's big picture, right? But at the core of your being, there are things that you're inherently good at and making those things the best that they can be. So that way, you know, okay, I am amazing at this really helps you choose a post high school occupation, graduation, major, you know, kind of those next steps. Yeah. Um, what I noticed going into my freshman year in college was that a lot of students were undecided with their major hmm. or constantly changing it every semester. And in talking with them, I realized that they didn't have, um, first of all, like a dream or a goal, hmm. but also didn't know what they were good at. Yeah. And to me, that's so sad. I would love to see a world where people know I am amazing at this and I can bring this to the world and I can offer this, but at the same time go, this is what I was made to do. Yeah. I was created to do X, Y, and Z. This is what I'm passionate about. So I feel like when you can take your, your gifts and your talents and your strengths, foster them, develop them so that you can deploy them to achieve your dreams, your goals, and your passions and ambitions, like, oh my goodness. <laughs> like, that's the dream, right? Yeah, that is the dream. <laughs> if I were telling um, my high school self or my, you know, my high school listeners it would be to start to hone in on what you're good at hmm. focus on that and to realize, okay, I love taking care of people or I love numbers and math. Okay. What kind of career options will, will help me do this on a daily basis, right? Hmm. More of what you love. Just kind of, if you were going to summarize what's different about you and your life now compared to, um, the girl who was in eighth grade before you understood what your strengths were when you were kind of taking over and bossing people around. Um, what would you say is different about you in your life now that you've known your strengths and have been walking in them significantly? So before strengths, I oftentimes felt misunderstood hmm. at the core of everything. Um, because I am a very passionate and strong person, I oftentimes felt like I came off completely misunderstood and people weren't hearing me the way I thought they were hearing me. Hmm. And I was really frustrated because I'm a very happy-go-lucky, positive person and I wanted people to see that side of me, not hmm. the other side of me. And um, I was honestly just pretty immature at that time too. So that plays into it. Of course. It. I mean, um, makes sense. <laughs> I mean, rightfully so. Let's just say that, rightfully so. <laughs> and I also felt misguided. Um, I was just going with whatever everyone else was doing. So if my older siblings were doing something, yeah. I would do it. Yeah. If my friends were doing something, I would do it. And there was no strategy to the activities that I was doing and to the, um, mm. the time that I was spending doing different, you know, do, doing the different things. Right. And so what happened was, was when I shifted my focus to focusing on my strengths, 
the biggest shift I saw was in myself. I was so much more confident mm-hmm. in my gifts and my talents and in my abilities. And I understood not only, it didn't just put a label on it, but I understood how I could use it to the best of my ability and, mm-hmm. and what I could bring to the world, what gifts I could, I could give back. Yeah. And in being able to see that at such a young age and develop that throughout high school really helped me to when I was launched and deployed into adulthood, which for me was like literally graduation. I was gone. I moved <laughs> right after graduation. <laughs> You're like, bye-bye, seven siblings. See you later. <laughs> oh, peace. Um, so when I was launched, I had a great sense of who I was, what I was good at. And what I offered, whatever organization I was going to go be a part of, I, I knew what I brought to the table. But at the same time, it taught me humility. Um, it taught me how to humbly know I'm not good at everything. Hmm. I'm, I'm amazing at these things, and I'm not good at these things. And yeah. that's okay. And it, it enabled me to be okay with that, which yeah. my younger self would have tried to be good at everything. You know, it was yeah. like you know, that competition, I got to win at everything, when really – people are rock stars at some things and not good at other things. Mm. So that has, and I know that's like this overall strength message, but for me at a young age, it really helped me um, develop and hone in on my strengths and what I was good at. So that way going into my career, I literally sat down with the CEO of the company with my strengths listed out. And I said, (laughs) this is what I'm good at. This is what I bring to your organization. Um, I would love to help in these areas. Um, what do you, what kind of job position do you have for me? Yeah. Instead of applying to be such and such, I said, this is what I know I bring to your team. Wow. What can I do here? And what happened was this, he was able to develop a position for me instead Amazing. of placing me into something. <laughs> and he was like, okay, so I think you'd be good at doing this, this and that, like, what kind of job title do you think fits that? Uh, and so it was, it was a really unique experience. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. And you see your strengths even coming through, even in the way that you would present that, right? Like not many people would even think to present their strengths to a future boss to say what kind of job could, could we create, right? Like there's, there's some self-assurance there. There's that old command still there. Um, and then there's that natural communication and um, desire to win people over that just, you can see that really coming through. So you, you said that you kind of had felt misunderstood before. Um, how did it help you did, or did it, did it help you be, become more understood or just be okay with being misunderstood? How, how did that play out? So when I say felt misunderstood, it was that I'd be trying to get a point across. Um, I think that was like um, my activator. Like I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. But I lose, I have really low empathy. Like I really, so it's really hard for me to read people and where they're at and kind of te- like, you know, yes, so I actually am very familiar with that problem. <laughs> and so it really, really helped me be more in tune and more understanding with that side of things. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, when I say I felt misunderstood, it was that my message wasn't coming across the way I thought it was. Mm. So it really helped me, um, communicate to not only like my parents and my siblings, but to teachers and students and to Mm. my teams that I was on. And now, you know, in the work world to the people I'm presenting to, um, I just became more self-aware with how I communicate things, how I come off and uh, different things like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's very powerful, very important, and so amazing that you're learning it um, at the front, at the front of your career, and you're not kind of having to misstep as much in the front, uh, the front side of your career. That's really amazing. So, uh, just kind of drawing from your own personal experience, and maybe even to um, to kids that can relate with 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 your pre-strengths problems where you were not understanding exactly who you were. You were not understanding why people are getting so frustrated with the way that you are coming across um, to, to now when you feel confident in your strength and have the ability to craft your communication in a way that's effective. Um, what encouragement or advice would you give to um, people who can just kind of resonate with you and, and your story? So the advice that I would give to someone based off my before and after would be to really realize that you are gifted, you are talented, you have things that no one else can do in this world but you, and you have so much to offer the world. So choose to focus on that and hone that in, make that the best that it can be so that when you're moving into your future career or when you're becoming a spouse or a mother or what have you, you're tapping into what you're good at in every aspect of your life. Hmm. Awesome. We, there's no better ending than that. That's for sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sierra, for um, being willing just to come and share your story and to share just kind of a, a different angle of somebody who has been able to walk in their strengths now, probably what, almost half your life. Um, and uh, to be able to show us, uh, especially as, um, as people who are, you know, generations above you, what would it look like if every young person was able to understand who they were through their strengths? Mm -hmm. What type of um, schools would we have if everyone understood who they were through their strengths? What types of, what type of, um, college selection and college retention would we have? What type of career satisfaction would we have right from the very beginning if people who, like you, um, lived in a house where they understand um, that what's right with us is really what's important and ha- and learning all along the way how do we match those with our values and what, what our calling is um, and use those things to um, make the world a better place and also make uh, happy and successful lives. So thanks for painting a picture of that and for living it. And uh, I can't wait to see what you are up to um, next month, next year, next decade, because I know there's a lot of great things ahead for you. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm glad you came. Chat later. Bye. I wish that stories like Sierra's were not so uncommon that teenagers would have people around them who speak strength and truth into their lives like Sierra's parents did and who push back when they need to and encourage them to live into their unique wiring. We would just live in such a different world if that were true. And, and as Sierra was talking, I couldn't help but think that really, maybe it truly is possible to support a generation of kids who know their strengths and love and use their strengths for good and for good purpose. So you can connect with Sierra over on Instagram or LinkedIn, I know she would love that, at Sierra Tyler, or over on her brand new website, which is sierratyler.com. So that's C-I-E-R-A, tyler.com. And just like Sierra is doing already in her life, you can be a part of creating thriving lives 
families, workplaces across the entire world. Because when you're the one that's orienting your mind towards what's strong about you and about the people that are around you, great things happen. And hey, also, I would love for you to help spread this message. If you believe in the strengths perspective or part of you was impacted by this interview today, would you head over to iTunes and leave a rating? That's the thing with the one, two, three, four, five stars. And if you're feeling inspired, uh, just writing a quick review over there would be really helpful as well. So thanks so much in advance for doing that. And really, I'm glad that you are here today to hear how others have fueled significant changes in their lives by focusing in on their strengths. And I hope that you join me for more next time on Isogo TV.